We really appreciate it. I appreciate it and everybody appreciates it because the room is probably one of the busiest people in the world. The people waiting all over the world to speak to him and we appreciate your time. As a Hakdama, Kal Yisrael is really going through Mamish turmoil. When we grew up, all of us, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, some of you, nobody ever dreamed that there would be such a thing a child should go off the derrick. It happened maybe one out of, who knows, 10,000, 20,000? It was, a, it was something that we never imagined could happen. And nobody dreamed that there would be a time where from nice, wonderful, leftic families, Erlich of Stieber, parents, these are not dysfunctional people, and that one after another after another we can have such a state of chaos and confusion and pain. And Claudio Yisrael is very confused what the Mahalach is and what should you do and how could you do this and how can you do that and Advice is hard to, to get. Hamasa, this is not, we don't do chinuch here, we don't do parenting. This is going tiferain in the sugya. This is going to a place where every parent here has a child who's off the derech, means that we're dealing with very sad, terrible, terrible things that we should never, as a tzibur, ever have to have had discussions about trauma, <coughs> abuse, pain, dysfunction, cutting. Drugs. Whoever thought growing up that there would be a time in Kalisrael that a, a normal kid from a normal family would be doing drugs? Who did drugs? Goyim do drugs. Even don't do drugs. Dropouts left and right. As a community, we have hundreds of kids. You go to the parks on Friday night. Open Chil Shabbos. Hundreds of kids. Flatbush Bar. Wherever you go. And we have a tzibur over here who are trying to do a mahalach that's cutting edge. And we're trying to do the right thing. I feel it's very important every time we have a, a, a manig in Klal Yisrael that comes that we have to show things that are right and wrong and true because we have a force of people that can testify and give testimony just by, by being here as to what, what works and what doesn't work. So we understand that. I have a few things that I want to go through. One of the biggest confusions in Klal Yisrael is that when kids go off the derrick, right away they're branded as rebels. Ki'ilu, this kid was born very hairy, his name was Esau, Yishmael, and he was always probably a troubled kid, and he was always very mean, didn't care about anybody, didn't care about anything, not sensitive, not caring, bad midos, not smart, because they're obviously not too smart, they're wrecking their own lives, they're ruining their families' lives, they're causing so much tsar to everyone around them, and that right away from people who don't meet these kids, that's the impression. And I, I just want to show the rub. And I want everybody, please raise your hand if when the child, this child, your this is the Agnes Nefesh of the family, was growing up, if he was a super sweet, sensitive, mushy kid. And this is Pile blood because if, if somebody would tell me this, I would think that it starts off over here with the very dumb, mean kids, and it goes all the way here to sweet and smart kids. So I wouldn't expect anybody from sweet and sensitive and caring to be there. And over and over again, the parents who come to me, who are coming with their biggest tzar, they're not looking to say good things about this kid. By the time they come to me, that they're, not, not, they're not thinking that this is a good kid. And when you talk about this kid growing up, it's always very sweet. Another thing, another thing, raise your hand if this kid was above average intelligence. And keep your hand up if this kid was a Mitsuyim. We're not dealing with dumb kids. We have Mitsuyanim, we have the, the diamonds of Klal Yisrael, sweet, caring, midis, 
beautiful, wonderful families. And that right away shlumps up a lot of the, the things that people talk about. That the rebels, the rebellious, they, they went with Harbisra, they, they freaked out, and they're animals, and they're Bali Taiva. Why Dafka, these kids, the Bali Taiva, everyone has Taiva, but they, they can't handle the Taiva at all, these, just this group. That's the first thing that I wanted to mention. Second thing I wanted to mention is that there are two groups of people that come to me. Is the parents who are describing a child who is in a matzah of a pikuach nefesh and who is dysfunctional because they know that the child went through some kind of a severe abuse or trauma. And the other group is the group of people that don't know yet. And based on the symptoms that are so clear, that's how we can identify the symptoms of these kids, they always find out, I get those calls two or three years later. And that's another nukud that we have to understand, that we're not talking about chinuch, and we're not talking about regular, there's nothing regular about what we're doing. We're talking about dysfunction and trauma and drugs, and kids who want to die, kids who can't sleep, kids who have anxiety, kids who are depressed. Another thing that I think is a nukud just to talk about, because we have a big item together for the Rav, before coming to me, how many of you were given advice by Askanim, professionals, or Rabbanim to try to stop the child's behavior by being contra- confrontational, give consequences, show them who's the boss, make rules, use tough love, don't give in, lock the child out of the house, get an eviction notice, pins, or have to call Hatzalah Shomer or the police for domestic violence. Now, the question for you people who raise your hands, are you in a massive now that you still want to get your kid out of the house? One of the big things that are happening is that people are in pain. They're in pain because the massive is so bad that they have no choice. And when they call 911, or they wanted to get an eviction notice, it's not because they're getting bad advice, it's because there's, there, you can't live, you can't breathe in that massive anymore. What we've been be able to do, Baruch Hashem, successfully is rewind the matzah back to a place where we're not living like that. We're not fighting, we're not screaming, that no, no kids are putting hammers by their father's head, and nobody's doing all these crazy things that the matzah was before. That's very amazing. How many of your children had a diagnosis for mental illness or ADHD, anxiety, OCD, BPD, bipolar before coming here? Never watch this. This is amazing. How many of you still have any of those symptoms for that diagnosis? So what happened to the symptoms? In other words, when you came away with your daughter, she was suicidal? Does <coughs> she have OCD now? She had OCD, depression, anxiety. The symptoms are disappearing, and the psychiatrists that are in charge of the kids before they come for a year or two are saying, like, what happened? They don't need medication anymore. Some of them need mild stuff. They still have anxiety, still have problems sleeping, but no OCD. Like, I, I don't want to pick on you. What? Eight, nine years. Eight, nine years of? Going from drug to drug to drug to drug. Unfortunately, if the source of all of this is trauma, then when they act with sugar because they're in pain, these drugs don't address that. They're addressing the wrong thing. That's, that's a, a testimony that shows how many kids are never in the psych wards. Because when your kid, I'm sorry, I'm picking on you, right? When you pick up the hammer, the normal thing to do is 911. What happens? You take him to the psych ward. 
How many Yiddish Akinrach are in the psych ward? They're not psychiatric patients. They don't belong there. But they're in so much pain that they're acting out. And when you go over to them, and you say, what's the matter with you? How can you do this? How could you do this to me? How can you ought to behave? And you ought to teach them and you're ruining the family. Then what happens to them? I just want to read an email that I got today. This is what we're up against. Rabbi said, this is what we're up against. This is a letter going to a bunch of Askanim from a very big Askin who's trying to get money for a girl who needs a lot of help. He writes like this, On Matzah Shabbos Hanukkah, I sat in the emergency room all night with a suicidal 24-year-old girl. Today her insurance decided to stop paying for her hospitalization and they discharged her. If we don't find placement for her immediately, she will end up carrying out her plan from two weeks ago. She will kill herself. Physically and emotionally abused by her parents made her the perfect target for not just one but two brothers-in-law to sexually abuse her as a child. She finally saw therapy working through her pain, brought on severe nightmares. This is another thing that we're having, that a lot of these kids, when they go to talk therapy, it ends up making them worse. (coughs) Her family cut off all ties with her, which left her depressed and suicidal. A hospitalization followed where her family sent in someone to give her the message. They'd rather see her die now than ruin the family name because she's off the derrick. Her therapist and psychiatrist worked tirelessly to help her, but to no avail, and she ended up back in the hospital again. We finally found a residential long-term treatment center that she, that she can heal in, but with a bill of $30,000 a month, how can we send her? The real question is how can we not send her? If we don't, she will end up dead on the street. And we will be left saying, if only we raised the money to help her, then we could have saved her. Please help us raise the money. And now, Gvirim are trying to give collect $360,000 for a year with the hopes that it'll help. Baruch Hashem, this is something that we're avoiding because when you have parents, you don't need that. How many siblings do we have? Kali Yisrael is so concerned about, okay, what about the siblings? We see that this is like a cancer that's growing and people are popping off. If we merachik them, what's going to be with the siblings? If we of them, what's going to be with the siblings? In this room we have Be'erach. How many siblings Be'erach? Approximately 500 siblings. How many of you, and don't be shy, and you can, this is not the, you can always say anything that you want. How many of you were warned that if you're going to be of this child and accept them, and allow them to be off the derech in your house, that your other children can go off the derech? And how many of you feel that that's a problem for your other siblings? Well, we're finding, and the testimony of the parents that comes in over and over and over again, is that the other kids are steiging, like the Novomitsky Rebbe was made from the parents that he knew, they're steiging immensely when it's worked on as a family team. How many of you feel that your other kids are growing from the fact that they have a brother off the dirt? And, this, and, and the world is worried about these siblings. When I did a, a, a sibling group on Sunday for the girls, we walked in there and we had about 35 girls, and I said, you are Kalal Yisrael's biggest worry. You, the, the sisters of boys and girls going off to there, everyone is worried about you. And you should hear the way they talk, they were so fast. What is it, like you kids, you all saying before, maybe you'll say it again later to the room. The shtarkat, the festkite, that they can juggle the two worlds to understand this is Nebuch, my brother and sister, they're in pain. I don't want to be like them. And they can compliment them and boost them and play the game, and yet they can turn around and say, Nebuch, Nebuch, and say to Hillel for them. That's something that's really, really amazing. 